Uh, Beautiful and Death? Yeah, and I think um, I think Monique, Phil's partner, actually tried to sing backups on that, but it didn't oh. quite work out. She's la- she's in the laughing at the end of it, mm. but um, that was that was um, yeah, we were just trying shit out, you know. That whole EP was an interesting thing, and it was the first time we'd made a record, so it was um, yeah, it was interesting.
it's the car, that's the subject. JP Ballard stuff. Yeah, that's big What's JP sub- Ballard. Yeah. I don't know if it was about the crash or the car. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I would have read Crash within a few weeks of writing that there. I can yeah. guarantee you that is yeah. a complete J.G. Ballard ripoff. He, he may not have uh, liked music, but Madonna and Joy Division had songs inspired by him. Yes. His works have been turned into films by Steven Spielberg yes. and David Cronenberg. He's even supposedly the inspiration for the Buggles song, Video Killed the Radio Star. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome back to Foves Are The Best People. Today we are reviewing the final track on This Mood Is Past, Beautiful In Death. I am John. And I am Michael. Thanks for joining us, Michael. This is wonderful. Uh, I want to get right into the music first, if that's all right with you. Uh, Beautiful In Death, Uh, once again, really stuck out for me on this whole This Mood Is Past EP. I just love hearing it going back to like the similarities to When Luck Ran Out. I mean, different songs, different different pace, but yeah. the trumpet melody all the way through, and it's that that lick that dun, 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 you know, and it's just <laughs> yeah. it's it does its thing at the it, it's slow. We've got that arpeggiated guitar playing, then the trumpet coming in, and we've slowly got just a simple drum beat a simple bass line it's just walking uh jack's not doing anything too complicated neither is doug and then it's when he's settling in starting to tell his story getting into the singing after each verse it's just like this verse break with the trumpet melody and then back to the next verse so it's like the same sort of thing happening but it doesn't feel like that because that trumpet's playing throughout the song and then when you get into that bridge part, I love the whole. You got that another melody. It's not like really a solo. It's like a, and it's just beautiful An playing interlude. Interlude, and it's just yeah. wonderful playing. The Doctor had they really had something going that they they never. I don't know at the time whether they never knew that they would not be trumpet focused and tried to go sort of a d- completely different direction. Um, but they w- had established that's their sound at the time, and it was pretty unique and pretty cool, like for the time of that early ninety era. And I think, yeah, it's I really like it. It goes smooth so well. And once again, like Shower of the Sparks, the mm-hmm. bridge part really breaks it up because it is very the same all the way through. Not yeah. Not too much, not overdone, not boring, very fun and catchy and relevant for the song and probably helps what Cox is singing to his story, which we'll go into the lyrics later, unless you've got some more stuff to talk about the music, John. Well, just talking about the, you know, it doesn't vary that much. The drums, Dougie's got a real nice groove going on Mm. and, you know, the snares on the two and four and it's not too fast. Yeah. And all the little fills are sort of following the trumpet. The trumpet has its little tags and then the the drum sort of ex- accentuates it, sort of just, or brings it to an end. Yeah. So, and they mentioned that little interlude bit, I called it, sorry, the middle yeah. bit, like with the trumpet. It's really nice. And the drums sort of go a little bit, not funk, a little bit funky in terms of how it has been previously in the song. And it's mm. really quite nice. When I heard the song at the start, you sort of think it's, Almost an early churches, like the churches song, like a, something off 
um, one of their first few albums. Yeah. Coxie said this was often an encore song for like at least two or three years after the album came out. So it's sort of fitting that it's a final sort of track. And once again, the guitar's sort of that distortion thing, which I guess is Coxie's old Roland amp that we mentioned for When Luck Ran Out. And yeah, I think it's a very nice atmospheric song and... People say their earlier stuff is sort of rambling, and but this is this is quite contained. It doesn't go on for too too long, and it's just a good idea. Interesting when it comes to that that bit around the two fifty mark, you know, and she drives do 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 do. The bass sounds really choppy and really quickly recorded, and I imagine when they're recording this song, it's a bit of a different time signature. It would have been a bit of a maybe difficult for them to capture that song, that part of the song. Yeah, it's sort of noticeable. The bass, the ten, the timber of the bass is a bit not very deep, and it's very choppy. Do 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 do. Just the the ba- the root notes. This mood has passed, as we've sort of found out after reviewing the, these five songs. For and then now, it's got like each song's got its own little pocket mood to it. So it's actually quite an effective um, release, I think. And this is just a a good slow groovy way to end it. And it is a good, well-written song, I feel. Like, it didn't need to have a change of, like, this is the verse, this is how the song goes. It didn't need to have a change to go to the chorus. They just had that change in the bridge, the interlude. And I like also that atmospheric sound, what Coxie's doing with the effects, that sort of chorusy, arpeggiated, tinny, but not not tinny in a bad way, just sort of metallic, um, biting... Uh, sound, but a good, you know, the different frequencies. So, you got that melody coming from the trumpet, which the trumpet's got its own tone and then the guitar's got its own tone, not fighting over each other, just blending in well and being that slow, slow paced down atmospheric song works well at the end. And it also, I can see why Coxie would go, oh yeah, let's bring this in as an encore. Let's just, let's just bring in calm the whole audience down or we're finished just to let them know it's the end and I reckon it's a nice song to end off if it was if we ever saw this sort of stuff live on a regular basis as the last song that would have been quite amazing I'd, I would love it yeah 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 remember doing it happened to do the trumpet. intro sounds like waiting watching planets I put here <laughs> and Adam's drumming quite well on that song I thought yeah yeah, drumming yeah, yeah. with the guitars with the I don't know, maybe the, the guitar... Oh, he was a long way ahead of us in musical proficiency at that stage, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The chords, broadly speaking, the verse is B-flat minor, C minor, then D-sharp, and then some sort of raised seventh D-sharp, sorry, C-sharp seven. B-flat minor, C minor, D-sharp, C-sharp seven, in a car... Kicks the morning summer. Something like that. Very arpeggiated. And then, of course, you've got the bridge, which is a bit more of a distortion pedal type thing. And, and she drives. B flat, B flat, F sharp. Throws a match, turns down the highway. She's overcoming leather. And she drives. Time reaches out through the sand of the road. And then I think it comes back halfway through the the verse progression, like G sharp minor, C sharp or something, before coming back to F flat minor. Is the bass doing anything particularly outstanding, Michael? 
Or is it just descending? No. Descending, uh, doing what it needs to do for that song. And even in the interlude part, just pretty much staying to the roots and, yeah, walking walking back and forth along with those chord changes, which is sits in quite nice. Moving on to the lyrics, the lyrical content. Coxie said many of his songs, particularly this one, were really inspired by the the works of science fiction writer J.G. Ballard. Um, so, yeah, when you hear the lyrics, it's sort of fetishists over getting turned on by car crashes. So, like that movie they made of his book, Crash. It's like a Cronenberg or a Lynch-type thing. You know, rub so hard by the end she's bruised. So there's a bit of a yeah, clear link here to the works of J.G. Ballard by Coxie's estimation. So... We'll go through the lyrics. To the left of a dying sun she drives, leaning across to kick the maudlin summer. <laughs> very, very poetic there, mm. Coxie. We wouldn't expect anything less. Uh, leave her to fondle the rusted car bodies, rub so hard, i.e. masturbation, that by the end she's bruised, she's tragic alone, she's one, she's two, I'm beautiful in life, I was beautiful in death. So, yeah, the morbid obsession with uh, crash, being I suppose living, yeah. simultaneously dying, but also being turned on, you know, the little death, the little orgasm of almost coming to a uh, premature end and fetishists and car bodies and things. Do you do you like listening to these, these lyrics, Michael? Yeah, as I said, these lyrics never is what grabbed me or got me into the foes. So, yeah, I heard them and go, yeah, cool, but it never jumped out of me, so... Probably not so much for me, but I can see the uh, richness and the poetry in it, and it's quite fantastic. Uh, I could myself never write like that, or uh, I don't see <laughs> a lot of a lot of things I listen to. Yeah, you get something kind of similar in its ways of whether you're reading between the lines or just really rich in um, words and the way you're saying it. But um, yeah, not a lot. I think Coxie's quite embarrassed by some of these uh, these lyrics. Fourth form poetry, he called it. I'm not much of a poetry reader myself, although I know Ballard wasn't, didn't have that sort of phrasing, I don't think. And then I did understand the bit about throwing a match at Alexandria and burning down the lighthouse. That's an allusion to the... Uh, great wonder of the ancient world or if it was a play on Alexandria in the Goulburn Valley, I don't know. Time leeches out through the sands on the road. A flash and a blaze, she's all chrome and leather. Do you like leather? <laughs> I think like a Frank Zappa song or something. Yeah. And you, you, you just don't think when you hear it, the music. Yeah. Going, yeah. I think you may have given me a live version of this, Michael, or someone did. And he changes some of the lyrics around about moonlight dancing or something. Oh, okay. Moonlight dancing. Yeah, for a long time I thought that was the actual version of the song. I'm interested. I'm just trying Uh, to find out if I did give you that or if I've got a copy of that live version. I'll have to have a dig around because I'd be curious. So Crash the Novel, uh, which I haven't read, but it seems to be about... Chasing your sexual kicks, you know, even if it kills you, particularly about automobile fetishism and how you make sense 
of a purposeless death and being turned on by, you know, auto-mechanical things and the character wants to reenact a crash, I think, or bring about the death of Elizabeth Taylor or something. And the reviewers say that Ballard deals with the uh, an unreliable narrator and ideas that scars you get from a car crash can become sexual orifices. And it even sounds quite pro-disabled in a way. And it turns out the the author studied uh, medicine for a few years, so that's why he has a, a sort of fixation with, you know, cadavers sort of. And, yeah, the characters in the book are never pub punished. It's not, you're not, the narrator's not giving a moral position, and it's just about pursuing your pleasures until you're dead. A kind of existentialist romance, in the sense that the characters have found that the old forms of love and sex and relationship and uh, many other things have no longer work. I mean, they're going through the motions, but it's not working. And because of an epiphany that, that one of the characters has in, in a car crash, which breaks his car, it breaks his body, but it all, you know, it's sort of the imagery of the car, the, the nice little lines of traffic, which, which, which give you the illusion of order and control, are immediately destroyed in the chaos of any kind of car crash. And so suddenly you're crossing all the lines, the cars are spinning, you don't know what direction you're facing in. The car, which is, which I show as being kind of a boring, I give the Ballard character a very boring car. Uh, it's comfy, it's cozy, it's completely acceptable, it's understood, non-threatening. And suddenly that's torn apart, his body's torn apart, the, lanes, the, the traffic is, is chaotic. He, he meets another group of people, a group of people who have gone through the same thing. They begin to embark on a process of reinventing all of these former absolutes, which turn out to not be absolutes, sexuality. They're, they're reinventing eroticism, sexuality, love. They arrive at a very strange place, but in a way, for the characters, it's a, a bizarrely happy ending. We're officially on a tangent! This song isn't quite that intense, but, you know, it's like a young girl who wants to be frozen in aspic, you know, like James Dean, she... At the start, the song starts off, she pushes, pushes the pedal to the floor. Yeah, well, that's all pretty much I had to say about this song. It's, it's a very good way. It's the obvious choice to end the album, isn't it, out of those four songs. Uh, sorry, five songs we've got. Seems like a pretty good way to end it. In some ways, there's a lot of these type of songs in the early canon, many of which were not recorded, but on 22 Reasons, the bonus disc on drive through like in a time of plague or those sort of jazzier songs and i think this is by far and away probably the best of all of them that i've heard uh not to shit on in a time of plague and i saw the birth of jesus but um so any uh, any last words on beautiful and death michael did did your cousins i wonder if they ever heard this song played live up in sydney back in the day i would feel i would have my cousin, I should ask her. I'll get her to make sure she's listening in. Angela, are you listening in to the Phobes podcast? And ask her if she remembers the songs. I mean, they're quite young and they didn't follow on when the Phobes were doing Future Spa and onwards. I mean, we went to a Future Spa gig. But, yeah, I would love to know. I'm pretty sure they would have because I don't think they had a lot in the bank of songs then. So, I'm sure it would have at least popped up. 
Angela called them the Forbes, didn't she? The the Forbes. Yeah, because I actually thought they were called the Forbes for a long time because that's what she called them. And I wasn't following them and listening to any interviews or anything about them until later on when um, I think maybe it was coming to <laughs> Future Spa when they were out, up and out a lot in Triple J and, oh, the Foves, whoops. And everyone else was saying, yeah, I like the Foves too. They're, they're called the Foves. <laughs> oh, 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 they call- oh, whoops. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, after a few years of being a sort of secret hiding simple kind of fan-ish, maybe not. Just being a fan because they were so funny from their personality and whereas their music was so different. This was what really confused me. At, at listening to this song, listening to the This Mood Is Bast and songs just coming not long after it, the odd catchy song that like this or Fireman and so forth, uh, just I, could, I couldn't understand. They're so funny, so silly. Their music is so different to their personalities. What's going on? If you were confused, Michael, imagine what a, yeah. a Polydor executive earning 400k back in 92 <laughs> or 3 thought. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of this song, Michael, and it sort of reminded me, what if we stripped the lyrics to understanding Kaios? This is sort of like a instrumental Kaios in a way. I'm not saying necessarily in the chord progression, but just in the, in the mood of the song. Yeah, that, that's all. It was just a comment. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that, what you're saying, because... Understanding Caius is that whole doctor doing this melody along with it pretty much sort of all the way through and it's not overtaking and it's not um, overshadowing the lyrics or the singing main vocal melody and where Beautiful and then Death is doing the same similar sort of thing because the trumpet's not playing mostly all the way through the melody of the singer but it does go over the top here and there but it doesn't overtake it like in tone and in level and – Melodic feel so you're very similar, and they do have that, have that sort of slow, similar pace beat yeah. to it. So I can like, see that, yeah. To the left of a dying sun, she drives in. I was miles behind you. Behind, yeah, in a- <laughs> be interesting to hear Caius with the with the trumpet in as well. Yeah. Anyway, apologies, everyone, if I had a cold. Once again, everyone, if you have any opinions, memories, or want to contribute, or you have a different take on one of the songs we've reviewed, please, we'll catch up in in arrears in the in the mailbox. So go to fovespodcast.com, uh, check out the Facebook group, and just DM Facebook group or send an email to contact at fovespodcast.com, and we will lovingly put it up and share your thoughts and uh, your criticisms too. So thanks for joining us, Michael. Thank you very much. Bye. Hi, I'm Manu, and my family used to live down the road from Jack, hi Jack, in Mount Eliza. I was in the same year as Jack and Coxie at Mount Eliza High for a couple of years. I used to see Coxie and another one of the cool kids, Robbie McVean, play Neil Young songs in the school quadrangle. It's amazing to think it now, but he was kind of intimidating to me. I left that school after a couple of years and it wasn't until about 1990 that I turned up at the punters club and saw them up on the stage there. I thought, that's those dorks from high school. My favourite foes is actually, controversially, This Mood Has Passed Mini LP. For fave song, I was going to say Bring Them All Back Home, also known as Hi How, but they shot that one. I really like When Luck Ran Out, but you've already done that one on the pod, so I'll go with the one I loved at the time, Beautiful in Death. 
it shows the softer side of Coxie, which he probably kept hidden from the boys at the Manalizer Cricket Club for many years. And it also has a Johnny Marr tribute bit near the end. In fact, it's pretty smithy all over if you take the trumpet out. When I put it in the metadata for the MP3s I ripped from the vinyl, I decided to classify it as folk, which seems apt for where they were at at this stage. Just as a side note about the packaging, which is discussed in episode two, as someone who spent a considerable part of my youth working in record shops, one thing I noticed back then, and I was reminded of it when I pulled my copy of This Moon Has Passed out the other day, the cover is assembled the wrong way around. The front is glued as if it's the back and the other way around. Go and have a look for yourself. The mini LP, it's not an EP, is conspicuously not available on streaming or Bandcamp. I heard a while ago that the band don't like it, but it was a bit irritating having to pull out my turntable so I could give it a listen. It still stands up and I reckon they never bettered it. Thanks a lot. This next song's off our record, our, our record that's already out, another record that's going to come out soon.
lines Time reaches out through the sand of the road Frozen match like Sandria and burns down the library Flash on the plane, she's all chrome and leather upcoming Aussie bands who still a lot of them are performing to this day or reuniting you know I mean it's regurgitators it's silver chairs it's grin spoons it's amazing you know the foves all these awesome these awesome bands being treated how they should be treated because they're making an amazing music which is touching so many people